It is Thursday. It's time for another episode of the Late Night Vision Show, episode 234. We're about to bring it right to you. And we are talking about uh, a once a year topic. And to help me introduce the show, to bring it in, hope you had a uh, great weekend last weekend, Jason. Um, bringing in the owner of Outdoor Legacy, Jason Robertson. What's going on? Um, what do we got going on this week? Man, there's a lot going on. Um, it's uh, We've hit the busy season. I mean, we're mm -hmm. uh, rolling into November. And I tell you what, I was thinking about it this weekend. And it's hard to believe that Thanksgiving is just a few weeks away. And I was oh, like, gosh, you know yeah. what? I mean, it's l literally almost to 2023. And it is yep. just strange to me how, how fast time flies. It feels like we were just, you know, just in November, December. But we are in the busy season, guys. This mm -hmm. is uh, the, the uh, obvious time for, uh, you know, night hunting. I mean, it's a time for all kinds of hunting. Obviously, deer season <laughs> is is really getting into to swing in most states, and uh, but night hunting is too. A lot of a lot of guys up north start coyote hunting again right now. Guys down south start hog hunting because the nights are getting cool and it, it's nice to get out there. And they got corn feeders running for deer and what have you, so they got a lot of hogs. So it's that time, and it's my favorite time of year. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's fun. Oh yeah. Been out at the fire. I've been out at the fire pit making fires, sitting by there, and I feel you know. I told my wife that fire pits are entertainment for old men because uh, we just sit out there. And I yesterday I was out there Sunday afternoon and had a little fire going, burning some old lumber that I've been trying to get rid of, and uh, fell asleep in my chair by myself out there by the fire pit. My kids, I walked in, I was like, man, nobody loves me. My kids aren't out here with me. My wife's doing stuff inside. But yeah, it is the best time of year. And it is also, so in the years past, I've talked about the fact that I lose a lot of property access this time of year because it's being leased to deer hunters. Uh, in the past, I was a lot more aggravated about it this, you know, the last couple of years since I've gotten involved and and shot some good some good deer on some other property i haven't been as aggravated but i have gotten some calls to come and shoot some hogs off some feeders which is kind of cool you know to get over there and kind of clear them out for them real quick before they start getting in the stands but uh it is we're going to be talking about the best night vision op option well really the advantages as it pertains to deer hunting with night vision and thermal throw in some uh, some uh optic discussions in there some things that uh, are are new out this year that maybe weren't out during last deer season. Maybe some stuff that was out last deer season that was a good option. That's going to be a good option again this year. Um, but first of all, before we get into that, I want to thank um, the fine folks at Pulsar uh, for inviting us out. Uh, us and several other dealers. I don't want people to think it was just us, but uh, we went out to their Mansfield, Texas office and uh, got a chance to meet uh, the guys from Lithuania, Ludus. I know who Jason listens to the show quite regularly. Uh, and, uh, they invited us out and got a chance to, to meet them. It's always good to see them. And we see them at shot show once a year, but to see them in a different environment was, was great. And we got to, uh, break bread together and, and hang out. It was, it was a fun thing. Break bread together. I was just sitting yeah. here. Just, I guess I was, it seems I was very, come yeah. that was, that was very, that was Seemed formal. Wow, yeah. that was formal. It was, that was that was not a normal it. southern term. I don't know. That, yeah, that. <laughs> break bread. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, we um, did. We had a we had a good time out there. Uh, I tell you what, um, you know, Pulsar rolled out the red carpet for us. Like mm -hmm. uh, you know, Hans said, there was uh, several dealers. We had a good time uh, chatting with you know other guys in the industry. 
uh, some ladies as well. It was a very good trip. I'm going to tell you something about Pulsar USA. All right. Now, these guys don't skimp on anything. So we were going to be checking out some optics and comparing some stuff. And uh, it, mm -hmm. it's a lot of the stuff that, that you know, some of the stuff we've talked about on here, the, the new Pulsar Axions for this year. Mm -hmm the new Thermions, uh, the XQ models that are getting rolled out right now. Uh, those will actually be uh, in the warehouse uh, by the time this show airs on Thursday. And so some of those items, uh, you know, we're just taking a look at side by side, doing some testing and stuff. And we were up on this really, really beautiful second story balcony on their facility it's connected to their warehouse and some meeting areas and it just it's like awesome an place. observation deck is yeah, kind it was, of what it, it was beautiful yeah. it was yeah. really really nice it overlooks like a big well like a wooded wide oh, yeah. open kind of place in the back where it's all woods and oh yeah no it was buildings or nothing really like that. really nice and um so they knew that we were going to need some kind of you know, hot object to view down there at 125 to, to 150 yards. Well, and so before we before you mention that, they uh, Jeff Murray, who's the the VP of of Cellmark and and uh, Pulsar USA as far as sales, he, in the meeting he said, "Hey, we're going to go check out some optics and we're going to look at this at some some live animals." And I'm like. Man, he is cocky thinking that something's just going to walk out <laughs> whenever we get out there to go look at these scopes. And in the back of my mind, I was like, what has he got planned? You know, but I was like, gosh, that was pretty cocky. We're going to go out and look at some animals. I was like, there must be something back there that we don't know about exactly because <laughs> it's just a field, you know. Well, I, I thought they were going to take sales reps down there. I thought they were going to yeah, actually go yeah. reps stand down there. That was the that was my initial thought. They're going to make yeah. the, make those guys stand down there. But you know what? Uh, we're up there eating supper and uh, having barbecue. And, and next thing I know, uh, this guy pulls up with a <laughs> cattle trailer. <laughs> uh -huh. And I'm thinking, are they going to put some cows out here? That's going to be kind of strange. No, sir. No, sir. No cows. Only the best for us. They brought out miniature horses <laughs> yes and when i say miniature i mean like mini i'm talking like the little like, two and a half foot tall <laughs> miniature. i mean it could have been a deer or, you know yeah, as far as how tall been, they were in east texas yeah, it was, deer. Yeah. It was I, it I think there's the some goats maybe too but yeah. but they were the, the horses are what got my <laughs> hey it was the best uh i mean they did what they had to do to get it done it so awesome. we can kind of look at this at different ranges but yeah, i want to thank awesome. them anyway this is the time of year folks that we're we are getting into the end of the year, gearing up for SHOT Show. We have a lot of discussions with manufacturers. As you know, uh, Jason, leading up to SHOT Show last year and, and when we released our SHOT Show episodes the week of, we had uh, sit-down shows with basically every manufacturer uh, mm -hmm. to talk about new optics. So it's it's getting that time of year, and it's, and it's good to do that. But today we are talking about night vision optics, thermal optics for deer hunters. Um, we're going to be talking about the advantages of both. And, you know, there's a lot of people, Jason, that call in that aren't hog hunters, that aren't coyote hunters. They are dedicated deer hunters. And more often than not these days, most of one of these serious deer hunters is walking into the stand uh, with some type of night vision or thermal device more now than ever. Uh, and, and I can definitely see why and understand why. Now, I tell you, I was sitting here actually looking for something. There's a new device that 
uh, is brand new. We just got this thing, and I was actually kind of looking for some of the specs, because I'll be honest, I'd just about forgotten about it. We have not talked about it on this show. I don't even know if we've mentioned it briefly. Maybe we have, maybe we haven't, back at SHOT Show time. Uh, but this is something that I want to bring up. It's a new Sightmark optic. Uh, we'll, we'll talk mm -hmm. about it a little bit more here in a minute. Uh, so I don't want to spill the beans on that. But, yeah, let's talk about night vision for, uh, you know, again, deer hunters. And, and guys, if y'all listen to this show a lot, there's been times that we have discussed the topic of night vision and thermal uh, just kind of in part of another show uh, about mm -hmm. deer hunting. We've had a couple shows dedicated to it. And if you're like, man, these guys do this, you know, all the time, uh, I was kind of thinking we did too, but you know, we looked back we're like, well, we did it. Uh, we, we talked about some specific optics last year and then all the way back, like three years ago, we did, had a discussion on it as well. So I was like, you know what, let's do it again. It's timely. Uh, there's things change and there's a lot of new people that are getting into night vision and thermal and they really don't even think about the fact that you can use this for deer hunting. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. uh, I've got a local guy here that I was talking to the other day. Uh, he was looking at, at buying an optic for hog hunting. And I started talking about the advantages of using it deer hunting. And it just blew this guy's mind. He was like, I mm -hmm. never thought about it. He's a huge deer hunter. He's like, I never even thought about it. Why didn't I do this years ago? And so yeah. anyway, it, it is exciting. But so night vision, this is one thing where, when when you know deer hunters that are kind of new to this hear this they're like i don't know what you guys are talking about but it's illegal to shoot deer at night and i'm not a poacher mm -hmm. and i'm not no 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 guys we are not advocating you do anything illegal anything that even gets close to touching that boundary what we're talking about is uh, nowadays this is the first thing number one these night vision scopes are full color during the daytime and they're black and white at night. So mm -hmm. you can go out during the day, during normal legal shooting hours, and you've got an optic that not only is full color, beautiful, whatever, looks great, you can shoot a deer with it, but you can record that that mm -hmm. shot. So unlike a traditional daytime scope where, you know, it, it's it's beautiful, but you don't get to actually record that and, and you know, show your buddies or your wife or your friends or your kids, this, you can record the whole shot. And mm -hmm. it is really, really cool. Um, my daughter has killed several deer, uh, actually a pretty good many deer, with mm -hmm. some of these Sightmark Wraith, uh, the HD and now the 4Ks. And we've recorded a lot of those. And, you know, I'll admit, there's been some times in the moment when I'll say, hey, is it recording? And she goes, I think so. And she, I'm like, you know what? This is not the time to, to get over there and monkey with it. If she thinks it is, let's go for it. But right. uh, it, it has been a really, really neat thing. She's loved it. And I was explaining this to a guy on the phone the other day that some of us that are older, um, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, some of us, it seems weird to look through a scope where you're looking at a video screen you know, during the daylight. So it's not like you're just looking through a normal glass optic, but looking through that video screen sometimes feels a little weird to thus those of us that are older because uh, we're not used to that. Now at night, it's fine, but daytime, we're just, you know, it's, it's out of our comfort zone. But the images on these optics, like these Sightmark Wraiths, are just getting better and better and better, and there are some real advantages to using mm -hmm. them. And mm -hmm. so, again, the recording... Uh, I, I like to be able to sit there in the stand when you shoot that buck 
and, you know, he stumbles, runs, hits the woods, and you're like, I think I made a good shot. I think I made a good shot. You can go back mm -hmm. and watch that right there on right. some of these scopes, and you can go, oh, yeah, I nailed him. You know, he's mm -hmm. he's got to be dead or, or what have you. So th there are advantages. And then I think the other thing is I know a lot of guys that say, I don't want to carry two scopes to the deer stand. I want to go out hunting this evening, but mm -hmm. I, I know there's hogs that come, you know, at, at 30 minutes after dark and I can't see them with my daytime scope. And I don't want to have to carry another rifle with a night vision scope or a thermal scope. Well, this is two birds with one stone. You can hunt in the broad daylight, then it gets night. You're no longer deer hunting, you're hog hunting. Flip the scope over to, to night vision. And, and again, I want to say one thing here real quick. There may be some states uh, that do not allow that, okay? I don't know. I don't know every state, every county. Everybody's got some some weird game laws. Um, mm -hmm. I had somebody tell me the other day that they're not allowed to have a thermal, even a handheld, non-weapons-mountable unit. They cannot have that in their possession while they're deer hunting. And mm -hmm. so you need to check your local game laws. If it's not legal for you, don't do it. But I know for most of the country, uh, I think it is legal. There's a lot, a lot of guys taking advantage of it now. Yeah. So you're talking about, uh, here's, I'm, I'm holding up right now, the, the Sightmark Wraith Mini 4K. This is the optic that I used last year to, to deer hunt with. And you're talking about uh, your daughter and using it and, and how easy digital optics are to operate, especially for kids. Um I love, you know, I like it for the recording capabilities because there's everybody now, I say everybody, that's way over generalizing, but uh, <laughs> a lot of people now like to record. You see, you see guys in the stands with these big cameras set up with cell phone stands set up so they can push record before they shoot their rifle. Uh, I like video through the optic. I mean, because mm -hmm. you're, you're getting a better, to me, you're getting a better perspective because if that deer runs, you can move with the deer and see it on video and, and, and a lot different than a stationary camera. So many times you see somebody shoot with a stationary camera and the deer just runs out of the picture and it's like, okay, well, what happened next? Mm -hmm. But uh, I, it really with the digital optics, it's, it's more than just the, um, more than just the recording capabilities. A lot of people like to, to uh, go out at night during deer season to kind of see what's on their property. Mm -hmm. And with night vision, if you're out there and not saying you're out there hunting or anything, like Jason said, you, you may just be holding it in your hand, whatever. But with night vision, you know, uh, with an IR light, you can go out with one of these optics and see deer on your property or see what's running around and, and be able to see antlers, uh, which is different than what we'll talk about here in a little bit with thermal. But you can, you know, see um, how many points in that, you know a, a buck is or how big a buck is a little bit better than any other situation with another optic, but uh, that's why uh, a lot of guys that are calling for deer for deer hunting purposes, they want to know like, okay, with thermal, you know, how many, uh, can you see antlers, you know? And, and the answer to that, if, if you don't know, uh, when it comes to thermal, you cannot see, uh, antlers if they're not in velvet. So basically this time of year, it's going to be very hard to see. Unless they're uh, just really, really, really close to you. I mean, yeah, really close. 30, and, you have a, and you have a good optic. Uh, yeah. But other than that, uh, you're not going to be able to uh, rely, be reliable yeah. at being able to tell how many points. And I would not 
uh, advise it at all. But with night vision, you definitely can, uh, depending on if you're within range and, and range of the IR light. So that's a, a lot of people ask about that. You know, there are some, and we can't leave out there, Jason, as you know this too, we get a lot of people that have the ability uh, because of depredation tags and stuff like that to hunt at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, to hunt deer at night because of they've gotten special permission yeah, from their sort of thing. Yeah, because of of uh, uh, well for depredation because of deer, um, you know, eating Damaging crops or crops doing and, yeah. exactly. So there are guys that legally can uh, hunt deer at night, and they're using a wide variety of different optics. But um, you you know, with night vision, it does give you the ability to to see the antlers but i like it i like hunting it during the day with the digital optic i've completely switched over uh, i don't use uh, you know traditional daytime optic optics anymore and it's not just because i'm in the business uh it's because i really um to me they're a lot easier to sight in uh you know with a with a great qd mount you and i are testing optics all the time so we you know we're always taking stuff on and off our rifle but with a good qd mount uh, like you can get with some of these night vision scopes, you know, you can take it on and off, put it back on, not have to re-zero it. Uh, there's just so many things that you can do with a digital optic that I feel like, uh, to me personally, unless you're talking about a very high-end daytime optic, um, I'm not seeing a huge advantage of using a daytime versus a, a digital daytime optic. So, I don't know. So, I, I, I want to... I want to bring up a couple things. Let's talk about some specific optics because there's some guys listening to this and saying, okay, this is all great, but I'm new to this. Where do I start and stop? So I'm just going to go down the list real quick, and then I'm going to talk about a brand new uh, optic as well. So if we just start, I'm going to do this quickly. This is not a review of these optics. We've got the sight mark, and a lot of guys don't know when you're looking for these. It's S-I-G-H. T M A R K one word S I G H T mm-hmm. site mark. Uh, you can go to our website outdoor legacy gear G E A R outdoor legacy gear.com and you can see all these optics right there. We've got them um, mm-hmm. on the website so you can check those out. We'll also have uh, Hans and I reviewed a lot of these optics on the show so you can check those out as well. Uh, while I'm on this roll, if you see something there. And you're like, well, I can't find the, one of their reviews. Hey, just holler at us. We'll be glad mm-hmm. to, to answer your questions, tell you anything about it. And that way, you know, we can explain of, hey, how this is how this unit will work better, whether you're night hunting, deer hunting, whatever. And that goes for anything on the website, thermal, night vision, whatever. Uh, give us a call at 877-350-1818. We'll be glad to help you uh, figure out which one of those is right for you and help you with the purchase. All right. So. Let's start at the beginning. Sightmark Wraith HD. Now, these units, there's two. Uh, they're both $499. There is a two-power and a four-power base magnification unit. Uh, they're very nice. They're a little bigger, a little heavier. They are HD, uh, so the image quality is good. But if we move up the next step and we go to the Sightmark Wraith 4k max oh by the way those two units take double a batteries just in case people like to know what the batteries those are double a batteries four double a's for each scope mm-hmm. we go up next we go to the site mark wraith 4k max this unit is 699 and it is uh, a little bit smaller and it is a 4k super high resolution this is basically a 4000 by 3000 pixel resolution and what this means to you is 
uh, a sharper, crisper, clearer image as you zoom up and you use your digital zoom. So you go from uh, th this unit's a three power. So as you go from three to six to nine or incrementally go up through that magnification, you keep a better image because it's a higher resolution. So that's a very big advantage. Um, I understand that's $200 more. It's not in everybody's budget, but if it is, I really think when you get into the 4K units, uh, you get a little better all-around unit because it allows you to zoom more and maintain your image quality. This particular unit uh, has an internal non-removable rechargeable battery. You just plug it in. And uh, I don't remember the battery life offhand on that, Hans. I want to say it's four, five, six hours. I, I just mm. don't remember offhand. Yeah I, think it was, yeah, I think it was between five and six. I think so. Um, I know that my daughter has used that more than anything else, uh, mm -hmm. killing a lot of deer. I really like it. If you're going to be in the deer stand a long time and you're worried about that battery life, you can always plug it into a little USB battery pack uh, and you know set that there beside it, and it'll run all night long. I mean, we've, we've done that before and, and had great mm -hmm. luck with it. Moving on quickly, there are two new units. Uh, I say new. They've been around, uh, I guess, all year. They're the Sightmark Wraith 4K Mini. All right, so we had the 4K Max. These are the minis. That's what uh, Hans just held up there for you, so you've already seen those. They take two CR123A batteries. They're $7.99 a piece, and they uh, are a two-power base mag and a four-power base mag. And I know you're immediately going, well, I don't know, should I buy the two or the four? Uh, that's a situation that really depends on, you know, your hunting situation. We'd be glad to, to help you figure out which one of those is best for you. Uh, that's something that uh, it's, there's way too much to just, you know, cookie cutter and say, you should buy this or you should buy that. <laughs> so uh, a little bit different situation that we'd, we'd help you with there. But those are two good options as well. Now, all these are weapons-mounted rifle scopes okay mm -hmm. they're all full color daytime they're all black and white at night so you can use them you know again day or night but i want to tell you about a brand new optic and if i'd have thought about this this morning i would have grabbed it and and thrown it uh you know in my truck when i came to work and i'd, I'd have had it here to record this but it's called the sightmark wraith 4k monocular now this unit is something that was, uh, you know, teased out to us at SHOT Show this year. We are in, you know, late October when it showed up, so it took a long time to get here, but it is here. I've been playing with it, and basically what it is, uh, and again, I wish I had this thing here to show you. It's a very small, uh, mm -hmm. similar to the size of the Mini that Hans held up, but still yeah, smaller like than that. Yeah, it's like in the same little frame or, or same form yeah, factors. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it is just a monocular. It's six ninety nine. The unit does not have crosshairs in it, so it's not made to be uh, weapons mounted. Now, I don't get into all this, but you know, you, you could, in theory, uh, put this, um, you know, conjunction with like a, a red dot or a holographic sight. But that's that's a whole other thing. I don't think many people are going to do mm -hmm. that. This unit can be handheld, or it can be helmet mounted. So that's that's two ways that it can be used. Mm -hmm. Um, and it does have a small built-in IR. What I like about this is I think that for guys who say, all right, listen, I don't want to hunt with one. All right, that's, that's not my thing, but I would like to know 
if there's deer on my food plot or there's deer at the deer feed at the corn feeder or whatever before I walk in. And mm. I would I, I know thermal. We're going to talk about that in just here in just a second. I know thermal would be fantastic for that, but I don't have, you know, whatever, fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars to get a good thermal handheld. But I would like some idea of knowing what's out there. I think for six ninety nine, that's where this unit comes in. We have not had a quality digital night vision handheld unit in several, several years. Uh, there used to be a lot. They just slowly got discontinued as thermal became more and more popular. But I think there's a real place for this. And again, mm -hmm. this unit, I know a lot of guys are going to use it on a helmet, but I'm just talking about holding it in your hand mm -hmm. because it's small, it's lightweight, it's going to let you look out there in that 150-yard range and, and see, again, what's out there so you're not bumping off that big buck uh, yeah. when you're, you're going into the deer stand. So, again, uh, it's brand new. We'll have more information on the show later, but uh, I just wanted to go ahead and bring that up. If you got questions about it, feel free to, to reach out to us. We have those units in stock. They're $699, and I think for deer hunters, that's going to be something that, that's going to be utilized by a lot of guys. Okay, so that's night vision discussion. Let's talk about thermal. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jason, but I'm going to say it in... Yeah, exactly right. Probably so. <laughs> probably, probably so. I think there's a country song or something that says probably wrong. <laughs> um, so there, uh, you know, as far as the advantages for, for night vision over thermal, I think there's really two. Price, uh, the, the price of a night vision optic is, mm -hmm. is considerably less expensive than a thermal. That and being able to... ID, like we talked about antlers, you know, being able to, mm -hmm. to, to count points on antlers, uh, you have a better specific ID than with thermal, but all the other advantages, detection, uh, you know, uh, uh, distance seeing, you will see things with thermal that you won't see with a night vision. And we talk about this all day long with folks that call in and, and asking about optics, but man, so let's get to thermal. And I will tell you this, uh, and, and Jason's the same way. Uh, I will not go into a deer stand without a thermal optic. Um, I, uh, Jason likes to hunt in the evening and I like to hunt. Well, I don't like to hunt in the morning, but that's, that's when I've, that's when I've been hunting and that's when I've had my most, the most success. But, uh, going into a stand carrying either, and we're going to talk about some of the, the good optics, the good thermal optics for taking into the stand with you. Uh, but for going in on an early morning, obviously you're walking in, it's still dark. I cannot tell you, Jason, how many times I've gone in mm. to my stand holding a thermal and say, oh, okay, there's there's deer at my feeder and let me just wait. Because my stands are really close and they're, you know, mm. they're 30, 40 yards away. I can't get in my stands without uh, bumping deer. So mm. I'll sit back and wait. Uh, until the deer clear out a little bit before I try to get into a stand or people being able to see walking up to a stand, seeing what's in the area. Uh, it helps you not bump deer, but I mean, that is, you would not necessarily see that with anything else, you know, being able to go right. into the stand and see something at your feeder and know, okay, well, I got to be extra quiet because there's stuff here or, or, you know, making sure the wind's right. The advantage that you have with thermal. And like I said, more and more deer hunters, are going into the stand in the early mornings with a thermal, some type of thermal, so they don't bump deer. Now, all of you evening evening hunters, you're like, well, I, 
you know, when I go in in the evening, it's daylight. I can see. I don't, you know, I don't have to worry. I can see if I'm bumping a deer or whatever. True. But for those of you that uh, are shooting a deer and it's right at dusk and, and, you know, and it's going to be dark in 10 or 15 minutes, you shoot a deer, it runs and you got to track it. I mean, other than dogs, uh, what's better than a thermal optic to take out with you when you're trying to track a deer? Uh, and I've, I've gone out, Jason, you and I've had a, a mutual friend that, that last year I went out and helped track a deer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the only reason that we, I was able to see this deer, um, was because of this thermal and it, it was ended up being a couple hundred yards away from where it was, where it was shot. I would have never have seen it without having the ability to have a thermal optic to track, to track. And a lot mm-hmm. of people are using them for that very reason. Now, now Jason's daughter, uh, Dixie Lee, she doesn't have to track deer because they drop right. <laughs> they don't even go twenty. <laughs> he's, I'll say this: he's exaggerating about they don't go twenty. But knock on wood, she has, she's killed a lot of deer, and yeah, they have all, yeah, not far at all, and not yeah, far so at all. Well, at all. you know, East Texas hunters, we're we're kind of lucky that we don't have, you know, our stands aren't two hundred yards away from That's feeders. Right. I mean, we're That's we're right. pretty close, but at the same time. Uh, it does. You got to be really quiet when you're in the in this deer stands uh, when you're that close. But yeah, so tracking with a thermal is one of the best tools that you can have. It's going to make you more successful finding a deer. Uh, like I said, other than dogs, uh, to be able to find a deer that that's run off and you have to try to find it in the in the woods or in tall brush. It's going to be able to see through a lot of that stuff. Not all of it. You're not going to be able to see through trees or through walls, uh, but you can see through uh, vegetation, light vegetation, light brush. Uh, but we, uh, Jason and I included, and many of you deer hunters out maybe watching this show, never even heard of us, but searched on YouTube for deer hunting thermal, and this came up. Um, more and more people, and more and more people that I know say, I'm not going into the stand day or night without a thermal optic. So let's, uh, you want to add anything or are we going to jump yeah, right I into do. the optics? I've, I've been yeah, taking notes over here. If y'all, y'all have seen me looking down, I'm over here <laughs> scratching notes. Yeah. So I want to mention a couple things that, um, uh, everything Han said dead on, I just want to maybe clear up a couple things, uh, and offer some advice. Number one, Hans is talking about tracking. Uh, that's huge. It's a big deal. What he's not talking about, and this is a huge myth, and I, I, I get this question all the time, and it's, oh, you mean I can walk in the woods and I can see the blood trail with a thermal? Mm-hmm. The answer to that, generally speaking, in 99.9% of the situations is no, you're not going right. to see the blood. And here's why. When I explain this, it'll all make sense. Th- these thermal optics are just reading temperatures, okay? So they're seeing the different temperature and things. And blood, if, if I went and let's just say that, you know, we had an animal and we killed the animal and, you know, whatever, you're gutting it and there's blood running out on the ground. And I look with the thermal right then. Yes, I'm going to see it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that blood is hot and it's pooling up on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what happens is, is that when we're talking about the amount of blood that a, a you know deer would normally be losing as it's you know on its final jaunt out there as it's dying or maybe I always say they're dead and running on borrowed time and adrenaline mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. and the problem is is that if he's just bleeding like crazy and it's just a gusher you don't need thermal 
Okay. I mean, anybody can follow one of those blood trails. It's a bloodbath. It's like, okay, yeah, he's, he's right up here. But when it's, when you want that is when it's like, there's not a lot of blood or you've lost it. When that blood, any normal amount, I mean, even a, a, a spurt, a gush, when it hits the leaves or the ground or the tree limbs or the bark or whatever, we're talking about really a minor amount of blood. And it only takes seconds at most, maybe a minute or two, for that oh, yeah. blood to neutralize to the surrounding temperature, to the temperature it's, of whatever yeah. it's on. It's going to I mean, cool off quick. Yeah. Really, really, really quick. So I always tell guys, if you can walk through the woods and you can look at the thermal and you can see this blood splatter, that deer's probably still alive. I mean, because it's happening so fast mm -hmm. and it's really cool. Somebody had a video one time that I saw and he was in like this junkyard or maybe like, I don't know, maybe it was around an old farmhouse or something. There's a bunch of junk. And there was this junked, trashed pickup truck. And he shot a coyote and it was right next to this truck. Again, this was an unusable piece of junk. He shot this thing. And when he did, blood splatter went on the door of that <sighs> truck. Okay. And, and just stick with me on this. And you're like, Oh my gosh, coyote drops, blood splatter with his thermal. Mm -hmm. And as you're watching it, I'm talking two seconds, it just disappears. It disappears. Yeah. It just disappears. It just, mm -hmm. that quick was really, really a cool video. Now, granted, I'm sure it's probably worse because that metal was probably cold and really brought down that temperature. But again, it, it made the point. So all mm. I'm getting at, I'll quit rambling. You're not going to blood trail with this. No. You're going to find the dead animal piled up over there. And the good thing is, is that even if that animal, let's say, you, you go, man, we got to leave this thing. We got to leave him a couple hours. I'm not sure about the shot. I want to make sure he's dead. We don't want to push him. That animal, even if he died, you know, right when you shot him out there, in two hours, three hours, four hours, there's still going to be heat. A lot of heat, uh, mm -hmm. even if it's in cold weather, because you just think about those guts and those internal organs. I mean, you're talking about, you know, pounds of all that blood and guts in there that will hold that heat for a long time. So oh, you yeah. would still be able to find that animal out there. It's not like the animal's going to, you know, come down to the ambient temperature in an hour or two. You would still see yeah. it out there glowing. All right, so that's my that's my uh, point on on you know actually blood trailing. Uh, number two, I wanted to say this, and I'll, I'll make it quick. Uh, Hans has already kind of talked about you know what you would see out there with thermal. You're not going to see the antlers. We do not. Um, we're not advising you to buy a thermal scope to shoot deer with during the daytime. That's it's not great. Okay, it's it's this black and white image. Uh, again, the animal is going to be glowing. They're going to be, you know, white hot or black hot or whatever you whatever color palette you're using. It, it looks weird. You can't tell anything about the animal. You can't mm -hmm. see those antlers. Um, I think you could, you know, you could make a mistake if you're trying to kill, you know, maybe this older doe. Uh, maybe you know you could accidentally shoot a buck. You could. It, I'm telling you. Thermal's not what you want for daytime deer hunting. It's 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 really weird. You don't want to use it for that, if at all possible. You want to use it for uh, spotting. Uh, you know, like Han said, coming in, going out of the stand for trailing. And now here's the other thing, and this is something that 
I think is the biggest advantage. Okay, I, I, I get the whole coming in, the going out. I get the trailing, tracking. It's a big deal. But for me, the real advantage of thermal, and I don't care if you're sitting on a field where you can see a 1,000 yards or you're sitting in a deer stand where you can see 40 yards, it is seeing and detecting those deer before they get on top of you. If you've deer hunted, you know. You just look up and you go, oh my gosh, where did that deer come from? I mean, did that thing teleport here? Because I never heard it. You know, I mean, where did he come from? With thermal, I use it uh, where I would normally use binoculars. Um, I still normally take a set of binoculars if I'm hunting on big fields. If I'm on smaller fields, I might not. And, it, you know, I will take my thermal way before I'll take my Zeiss binoculars. Reason is... I want to see these deer hmm. coming. And it is a really, really big advantage to know, hey, there's going to be a deer walk out in just a minute. Here he comes. Oh, and yeah. So even in the brush, even in the woods, uh, you know, we're in East Texas. I got some thick, nasty woods. I got stuff that green briars and privet hedge and pine saplings and, and you know, you, you couldn't crawl through some of this stuff. But you can sit there looking around with a thermal, and you can make out that deer easing through there. And you're like, mm -hmm. okay, here it comes. Now get ready. And it's a huge advantage for anybody. But hunting with a kid, it's even a bigger, hey, get ready. All right, you yep. ready? Is your, you know, your scope ready? You're, there's a deer coming. Don't know what it is. And so it, it's, and I'll tell you this too. You'll also see a whole lot of deer that don't ever actually come in. And then um, it makes you sit there and go, what was that? You know, was that the yeah. big buck? It makes you wonder. Um, I, I'll tell this real quick. So this has happened many times, but I'm thinking of one specific time. Uh, my daughter and I were hunting. We could we had a corn feeder at about 40 yards, and the, the wood line was behind that about another 10 yards. We could say about 50 yards. And there was some deer out there and some does, and I, with the thermal, saw this deer coming and i said hey there's something coming in there real slow looks like a big body i'm trying to make it out through the trees and we sat there and we sat there and we waited and that deer through the thermal came up to i'm talking three foot inside the tree line just right there and i can see it and i can tell the body size this is a buck and i'm like ask my daughter do you see it she's like i don't see it and i'm like you don't see him he's right there no, I don't see him. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I grabbed my binoculars because, I mean, you know, we're talking 50 yards here or less. And mm. and I know where he is. I pull the binoculars up, and I look right over there at that tree. And I'm like, it's a ghost. <laughs> He's not there. Yeah. I pull the thermal up. There he is. Binoculars. <laughs> can't, and I'm talking about, guys, this, I mean, I'm looking at this tree. I can see his half of his body, his neck, and his head with the thermal. It took me forever ever to find this deer and it's just because there was brush and there was limbs and there was you know green briars and he's like a statue just standing mm -hmm. there i can mm -hmm. 100 and by the way the deer never came out he stood there for three or four minutes dead still slowly turned around went back the way he came um and he was a nice buck when i finally mm -hmm. finally found him and it was like one of those you know where's waldo things yeah. the point in that is uh, we would have never, ever known that deer was there. 
I yep. mean, there was a 0% chance you'd have found that deer with your naked eye or your binoculars. So there's a lot of advantages. Also, if you're hunting on a big field, uh, you can scan a field. And I mean, I'm serious, four, five, 600 yards, depending on your monocular, what, you know, what, what quality you, you can scan that field, 360, 180 degrees, whatever it is. And you can say without a doubt, there is, or there is not a deer in this field. Hmm. Now, maybe, maybe you're hunting in CRP and there's a buck laying down out there or something. Okay. That's possible. But just a normal grazed pasture and a normal plowed ground, you can just scan that whole thing. And I mean, way out there. It can be in a woodline, in the shade, eating acorns where, you know, it's hard to see, even with your binoculars. You can just scan it as quick as you can. Oh, there's something right over there. There's a deer. So I really, really, really like that. I don't spend all this time with my binoculars searching every nook and cranny. And is that a deer in the shadows? Just again, quick scan and you can find it. Now, I'm going to let Hans talk about maybe a few specific models if he wants to do that. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about one thing that's really important. And let's say that you're a deer hunter and you're like, guys, I'm not worried about hog hunting or coyote hunting or whatever. I, I'm a serious deer hunter. I want thermal and I want it for deer hunting. Okay. This is my advice. There's two things. Number one, I would not buy one of these low resolution, what we call sub entry level um, 256 resolution units. They're very low resolution. Uh, they have some advantages, or I say some advantages. Well, I mean, they, they offer some benefits, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't have anything, you're really, 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 really close range, you know, 30, 40, 50 yards. They're just not ideal. They're not, they're not sensitive. They're not great for, for trailing. Uh, I, I would just advise against it. So if that's not it, if you say, well, man, my budget is under a thousand. Okay. Probably need to go maybe look at one of these night vision binoculars. Don't know. You know, call us. We'll talk to you about it. But if you're serious and you're like, I, I'm willing to spend some money on this because, you know, I spend thousands of dollars on my bow, my rifle, my lease, my side-by-side -side corn, everything else. If I was going to buy this for deer hunting, I would buy a one power monocular. No magnification. That is what you want when you are in the woods because you don't want you don't want these trees to look bigger than they are. It's it's going to give you this narrow field of view. It's going to be very difficult if you take a, a two and a half or a three power monocular in the woods or in the brush or, or even 40, 50, 60 yards. In this scenario, a one power monocular, meaning no magnification. I, I scan fields five, six hundred yards with a one power. That's perfect. I mean, for, for deer hunting, that's perfectly fine. So that is the perfect unit for a dedicated mm -hmm. thermal handheld, you know, for deer hunting. Again, this that unit can still be used for, for hog or coyote hunting for scanning. Most people, when they're doing that, they're going to want a little magnification because they're, again, they're not a lot of times looking for things that are 20, 30, 40 yards away, especially like trailing or whatever. But I just want to throw that out. You want the lowest magnification you can get, and one power is it. That's ideally where you want to be. Uh, and if you got to get magnification, just stay as low as you mm -hmm. can go on a thermal handheld for what we're talking about. All right, yeah, I've rambled long enough. <laughs> 
We're we're out of time. No, uh, we're just going to spend a couple minutes. I'm going to go through some of my favorites to break it down by manufacturer. I'll start with IRA. Uh, Jason, last deer season, we know we had the IRA minis, the ML19, which is the 384 mm-hmm. resolution. I think that you use that quite a bit, um, or the 640, which is the yeah, MH25. That's right. I've used yeah. both of those a lot in the deer stand. They are both tiny. The, Wish I had mine here. Again, yeah. not not playing well. Great deer. Yeah. They're uh, both of them are one to four four power. One's a three eighty four resolution. One's a six forty resolution. Two options to choose from, but helmet mountable or you can just hold it in your hand, mm-hmm. stick it in your pocket. Very very small. Well, now this year, uh, which has made a lot of buzz in the industry as far as uh, a, a multi purpose unit, is the IRA micros. You got the RL twenty five, which is a three eighty four resolution, two to four two to eight power, and the IRA micro RH twenty five six forty resolution, one to four power. Uh, those are helmet mountable. You can use them as a handheld. Um, one of them is a one power. The other one's a two power. But still, uh, again, if you want something that's uh, multi-use, you can also mount these on a rifle. Uh, and and uh, they have a reticle that you can turn on and off. So those are pretty good. Okay, hold on. Uh, I, I just want to say one thing real quick, guys. Yeah, the, the, the two that you can mount on the rifle, those new micros you talked about, the minis, you can't. You cannot. Just so yeah. you know. Uh, on those price ranges, they started at the bottom at twenty five hundred dollars, and they topped out at six thousand. So he's got yeah. something. He's got four units there, with yeah. a a you know thirty five hundred dollar price range difference between mm-hmm. twenty five hundred and six thousand. So there's a lot of options in there. With AGM, you've got the uh, the Taipan monoculars, and really uh, you're talking about resolution. You want to quality thermal optics really is going to start at three eighty four resolution. Uh, you got the TM uh, fifteen three eighty four for Right at thirteen hundred dollars, you got the TM nineteen, uh, three eighty four, which is just under uh, sixteen hundred, and then you've got topping out the the TM twenty five, in that three, yeah, and that's three eighty four resolution. Now, um, those are just binoculars, so those you cannot helmet mount it. Th- or I've seen people helmet mount them, but I would not, I would not recommend that. But you cannot put those on a weapon; it's just a handheld unit. I also, Jason, like, and a lot of people like the the Rattlers. Whether you you know the TS twenty five would probably be yep. uh, more recommended because it's a the TS twenty five three eighty four. It is uh, the price under on it's just under two thousand dollars, but it's a one point five power. Uh, you can, you know, it is a scope, so you can put it on a rifle if you want to hunt with it at night, but you could use it as a binocular. Great little uh, scope slash binocular, which a lot of people use it for. Or you got the TM, um, uh, I'm sorry, the TS35, which is a little bit higher magnification at just over two two power, and it's a 384 resolution. Uh, Envision. Envision has the Knox 18, which is uh, probably one of the best uh, handheld monoculars slash helmet mountable uh, monoculars slash scope that you can get. Uh, the Knox 18 is a one, starts at one power, goes to four power. Uh, it very, very high quality, 640 resolution. Price on it's just over $6,000, right around $6,200. Uh, I mean, probably one of the best picture images you can get uh, in an optic in that size. Uh, obviously, American made BAE sensors, BAE core, as everybody's. Uh, heard about and known about the quality of their optics, uh, but the Knox 18 is fantastic. And even a step up from that, the Knox 35, again, if you want something that you could use as a monocular or as a scope, the Knox 35 is a two and a half power base magnification. A lot of people want something that they can scan with and hunt with at night. Uh, great, great optic. We talked about it recently on here on Late Night Vision Show uh, in one of our favorite 
uh, multi-purpose thermals, especially out of the Envision line. Uh, price on that's just right around $6,800. So you can tell by the price, those are great optics, but that is a, what people say all the time, Jason, buy once, cry once. Mm-hmm. As you know, Envision stuff is buy once, cry once. I mean, you're, yeah. it is a, an optic that you're going to have for many, many years to come. Definitely worth, uh, definitely worth the money. Um, Pulsar, you know, right now, Pulsar, as far as uh, their monoculars, uh, our favorite or one of our favorites, Jason, is the Helion uh, XP50 Pro. It's a two and a half power, a little bit high magnification, but that's the one mm-hmm. I carry with me a lot into the field. Um, they, you know, I, I do like to have as low a base magnification as I can, but I also like to be able to stretch out and, and ID and aim on it pretty far away. So that's the Helions have always been one of Jason and I's favorites. The Axions, you know, there's a, a few, well, now there's five different Axions to choose from, whether you're talking about the XM30F right around $1,500, uh, the XQ35 uh, or the XQ35 LRF, which is mm-hmm. uh, nineteen or $2,000 and $2,500 respectively. And those are two power optics. And then you got the XG35s, which are the newer 640 resolution Axions. Uh, and those are in the three to $3,500 price range with the laser rangefinder. Anyway, those are handheld uh, options. The new Talion XQ38, not typically, I had to put it on the list, not ideal as far as size. I mean, it's a little bit longer, like the size of a Maglite flashlight, uh, but still a, a great uh, optic to use if you want to buy something that you can hunt with as well. So two and a half power, 384 resolution, right around $2,500. Uh, you could use it as a monocular, probably not a, as ideal. Uh, but the mergers, a lot of people are mm-hmm. sitting in deer stands with the Pulsar merger. That is the thermal binoculars that we talked about recently. 640 resolution, uh, two and a half power, perfect for sitting in a deer stand, perfect for seeing, like Jason talked about, what's coming in on the brush line uh, or in a mm-hmm. wide open field, you know, that's 800 to 1,000 yards long. Um, price on it's right around the $5,800, $5,900 range, but these are top, top-notch, top-quality, best in the market is my, as far as my opinions when it comes to thermal binoculars and uh, one of our favorites here on the show. And then bearing optics. Bearing optics, um, they have what we really like. And again, this, these are our picks. These are, this is our opinion. But you got the Hogster Vibe, uh, the, the 25, which is a 1.5 power, uh, it's a scope you can small enough to you can use it as monocular. It comes with a quick release mount, so you can take it on and off the rifle. Very low base magnification, um, good for scanning, good for in the brush. But also, if you want something that you could use at night as a scope, uh, works very well. So I like both the Hulkster Vibe models. Those are in the you know twenty two, twenty three to twenty six hundred dollar price range. You got the Hulkster thirty five which the only difference between the 25 and the 35 really is just the difference in the magnification. The 35 is a two to eight power. The uh, 25 is a 1.5 to six power. So um, small units, use them as monoculars, use them as scopes. And then the super yoders, super yoders. You've got three different models to choose from. Probably the best one for the deer hunter uh, for scanning is the super yoder 25. That's a Mm. 640 resolution. So it's a higher resolution than the Hulk survives. Uh, 640 resolution, 12 micron, 1.5 power on the uh, Super Yoder 25, 
On the Super Yoder 35, it's a two to eight power. And on the Super Yoder yeah. 50, which is a fantastic scope, but probably not one for deer hunters, no. it's a three to 12 power. If you're a coyote hunter, you, you probably asked about that scope. Anyway, that's a lot in a very, very it, short amount of time. That was a bunch. I <laughs> fell asleep bunch. twice, woke myself uh, up. Hey, but with yeah, with that ahead. being said, if you have if you're a deer hunter and you're new to this and you don't know where to sort it out, the reason why I went through that list as quick as I did is because there's a lot of options for you. Whether you want just a true monocular, or if you want a multi-use optic, or you want a scope that you could use as a great uh, a, a monocular you could use as a scope. There's a lot of choices. Give us a call and we can talk through it. Yeah, I want to say a couple things real quick as we wrap this up. Guys, I know a lot of y'all heard that list. If you're still listening, you're like, I, I heard $5,000. I heard $6,000. I heard, you know, listen, that's what you heard. But he also started with some 1300s in there. There's some 1500s in there. So I don't want you just to hear, oh, my gosh, I'm not buying $6,000. That's not the intention. I mean, you, you've mm -hmm. got thirteen and $1,500 options. And if you go, I'm still not spending that, then I would say don't buy thermal. Let's go back to this night vision. Let's go back to this Wraith 4K monocular that's $6.99. Um, we want to have something for everybody in this this range. And if and and rather, this is my opinion. I'm going to say this. Rather than have somebody, you know, see them, you know, buy a thermal because man, thermal's better. Thermal's where it's at, and they buy the wrong thermal maybe one of these 256 resolution, or maybe it's just not going to work for them. I would rather see them spend way less money and buy night vision and get the right thing. Mm -hmm. um, you don't want to spend, uh, you know, money in, in this kind of money and it really not get the right thing for what you're trying to do. Again, he mentioned a lot of optics. Some of these are, are monoculars. Some of them are scopes. Uh, a lot of these have a much higher magnification than I would recommend for what I just said. You know, I really said you want one power. I get it. You may have to get one and a half. Two power is a maximum. I've been in the woods with two power monoculars. And when you get in close range, I mean, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 yards in brush and in woods, it can be nearly useless. So mm -hmm. you, you really have to decide what you're doing. Is this just for deer hunting? then you need to buy the right optic. If this is something I'm going to try to, you know, use for coyote hunting or hog hunting and this. So anyway, mm. we're here to help you. Hans just said, nobody, you would be ill-advised to listen to his little list right there, pick one of those out and go, I'm going to buy this one. No, 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 no. You need to know way more than that. And you probably need some advice on which one of those to purchase. And so that's what mm. Hans was getting at. Give us a call at Outdoor Legacy. Uh, we would love to help you, love to help you with that purchase. Uh, we would love to be your dealer. And uh, again, we can advise you from our experience and, and you tell us what you're doing in your terrain and your situation, and we can figure out what will work best for you and fit your budget. So if you're interested in talking to us, 877-350-1818. And again, we'll be glad to help you with that. Uh, all the way through the purchase process. Also, guys, we really appreciate y'all coming and listening to this show. Uh, you may be brand new here. You may say, man, these guys are long-winded and rambling. Uh, we have been told that before, but we want to include as much information as we can uh, for you, and we hope that you have enjoyed it. Uh, feel free to uh, like and subscribe. If you want to see more of our content, you can do that here on YouTube. I know some of y'all 
may be watching this on Spotify uh, or listening to it on any of the podcast apps. And uh, definitely you can subscribe there so you won't miss another episode if you like what you heard. Uh, you can always find Hans. Uh, if you want to see more of his stuff, he's always uh, out uh, shooting hogs and coyotes and getting video and testing scopes. And he hangs out over on Instagram. You can find him at H-A-N-S-E-T-X, Hans East Texas. He's also at YouTube, same place, Hans E-T-X. And uh, you can find his channel there uh, with all of his content of whatever he's been testing and shooting and uh, uh you know, Outdoor Legacy, we're on Facebook and Instagram, YouTube. Uh, I'm normally supplying footage to Hans for him to, to put in his videos. Uh, I've been too busy to, to post my own videos, so I normally will get the video, send it to him and say, do something with this. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you can see a lot of those videos on his channel as well. Uh, guys, you can also find the Late Night Vision Show at thelatenightvisionshow.com. See all the past episodes. We really appreciate you watching. I hope I didn't leave anything out there, Hans. No, you did good. So we'll be back next Thursday with episode 235. Uh, and it's going to be an awesome show once we decide what it's going to be. But no, <laughs> we have these shows. I tell you, it's going to be jam-packed between now and the end of the year. Uh, we've got best of shows. We've got SHOT Show coming up at the beginning of the year. So it is, we're just... It's not that we don't know what we're going to do. We're just trying to figure out how we're going to work all this stuff yeah, in. So thank much. you for joining us. Thank you for joining us again this week. We will see y'all very soon. Y'all stay safe in the fields. Keep making them bacon pancakes. <laughs>